0: And the timer already has divided the time, so thank you so much. Um, Good morning again. My name is Karen. I'm a compulsive overeater and an anorexic. And and thank you so much. It's so great to see so many lovely faces here, those that are giving me their warm eyes, as they have stood at this podium before me, and they know that... um, I'm, I'm always scared when I lead a meeting. I want to welcome the newcomers. Um, it's so great that you're here. It takes so much courage to come into these rooms. And it takes a lot of courage to lead, especially with what I want to share with them um, from me today. Um, I wanted to open up. I I do a daily reading. Um, This is a conference approved literature. And this is one of our readers, our daily readers. It's called Voices of Recovery. I read it every day, and I actually use this as an ongoing journal. I kind of write some notes in it each year, so I've had this passage of time. it was really significant for me to read it to you this morning and I, uh, to read to myself and then also to share it with you uh, vis-a-vis the, what I want to share with you from my heart today. June 16th, we will no longer simply do what we feel like doing or what we think we can get away with. This translates into one word for me, discipline, a word that my disease hates. I like the results I get from discipline, but I don't like the pain, discomfort, and patience it requires. That's where I must trust a power greater than myself. By trusting my higher power and desiring to do His will, I'll want to do the next right thing and even know what the next right thing is. I get the wants by going to OA meetings, praying, writing, following a flu plan, and exercising. All these things are good for me, and I do them despite my disease, screaming, and rebellion no longer can I just do the things I can get away with or that I want to do I'm working an honest program while I learn to live with integrity and hold my head high slowly my will is changing and aligning with my higher powers will one day at a time it works if we work it don't leave before the miracle happens the miracle of recovery from compulsive overeating it happens so this really meant a lot to me this morning i've led this meeting many times before i've been in program for the newcomers five and a half over five and a half years and i have an abstinence from alcoholic foods but i do need to share with you that i've slipped in my program in terms of my anorexia Um, i got down to 89 pounds with my disease and for those of us that are um, if you feel that it's hard to um, to align and to understand an anorexic's mind, I assure you that we have the same disease. Whether you're going down the scale or whether you're clawing your way up, which is what I'm currently trying to do, um, my experience with my disease when I'm in it is that it will let it just runs amok. If I let it in a little bit, it starts to permeate every aspect of my life. How does that look for an anorexic? I will isolate. I will not lean into, into the richness of opportunities that are available to me. Not only food, but in just leaning into living life larger because my, my disease, from what I've experienced, keeps me narrow. It keeps me small, not only in my body, but also in my life, in my foods, in my connections with people. My life becomes unmanageable, and it really started to. Thank God with recovery about six months ago, this has been going on like the crack opened a little bit where I can share with you that the honesty, the honesty, the rigorous honesty that it takes in this program to be rigorous and honest about my food, about my calories, about what I'm eating. Because I'm trying, I wanna stay small. So I will lie about my food. I will overcompensate, right? I will say that I've eaten this amount but I've really only eaten a smaller amount. And I start to, and and the integrity, the honesty starts to really hit hard here because it's hard to be in our rooms and to hold our head up high without our disease telling us that it's okay what you're doing, don't worry about it, you're fine. But in actuality, we're not, I'm not. If I'm not congruent with what I'm doing in program, with how my actions are, my life becomes so unmanageable it starts to permeate everywhere because I really start to lead a very dishonest life. It's not as bad as it was believe me when I first came into these rooms I was completely a mess and I'm not today. My disease wants to tell me I am but I'm not. I'm really not and I have to fight hard to overcome that. My disease tells me when I make a mistake I am a mistake. Truly, I walk around feeling that I am a piece of garbage, but I have tools in this program, tools of recovery, that the newcomers, if you just keep coming back, you start soaking in these tools because you have other people here who can see you for what you are because my lens is broken. I walk, I, I walk around, even today, I have to fight so hard. The disease that tells me, you are big. You have got to stop doing what you're doing. You're gonna be out of control because I have both sides of this disease. My experience growing up was I was heavier. I was chunky. I was the child that wasn't included with all the popular girls. I was the child who had the thighs that rubbed together. I was the child who was called names. And so now I'm at the other side of the disease fighting right against that voice that's so scary. And it's so hard. And it takes such discipline and such honesty. And I'm so grateful for the power of this we because I have a I have a fellow who's in this room that I love. Like, I just can't share with you how much I love her. She comes to my house now Saturday morning early. And then we go to a meeting together. But she comes to my house to help me weigh in because I can't get on the scale. I I'm, I can. But I don't, this is my craziness. I move the scale around until it shows me the number that I wanna see. And I see people nodding because I'm only sharing because I can in this room. We all have a disease, otherwise that's, you know, we wouldn't be here right? We want to recover. So I get to share with you from my heart the craziness that this disease causes me. She li- I literally said, please, please, let me move it to another. I have these Spanish tiles and it's hollow in some areas and, you know, the, the scale will weigh more. And so I'm like, please, le- let me, she's like, no, it has to stay here. And as an anorexic, I have to get on the scale, nothing to eat, nothing to drink, no water. And I and people who have my disease will tell you, right, that my disease wants me to weigh as heavy as I can without taking the action, right? Weigh yourself with shoes, weigh yourself with boots, weigh yourself after you've had coffee, don't go to the bathroom. And this is all being taped. And I wanted to, rec- I want people to know out there anorexics because I'm searching for podcasts so that I can be in allegiance with people who have my side of the disease. My side of the disease at 89 pounds, honestly, I was still wanting to get smaller. And and thankfully, I had the recovery where I share with you, it probably was about four weeks ago, five weeks ago, where I looked in the mirror, I'm like, I can't do this to myself. My arms were like my wrist. I, I, can't, I can't do it. I have two kids that don't have a dad they have me, I have to. How, how can I be so self-centered to starve myself like this? So when I read this today, I was thinking to myself, look, I'm working an honest program while I learn to live with integrity and hold my head up high, and that's what I get to share today. Like I was working the tools of the program, and I was still staying with my hand in others, but I wasn't doing what I had to do for my food. And i wasn't feeding myself nutritiously whether we're up on top of the scale trying to work our way down or down at the bottom of the scale and working our way up these are our bodies they are the vessels of how we live and inside is the soul and it's my integrity and i have to give it what it needs and that means being honest and integrous in my life and you know slowly my will is changing and it's so true i don't know what's gotten over me i want to recover so badly i don't want to live this narrow life i'm 54 years old and i get to have hope that at 54 i get to start leaning into life more i mean just last night i was sharing with a fellow I have to take contrary action. My disease wants me at home watching Netflix 24-7. And I don't even really watch Netflix, but that's what it tells me to do. Stay at home. Eat your narrow food. Feel sorry for yourself because I'm alone. Wah, 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 right? My kids don't love me anymore. They're older. They're not at home. That's not the truth. They're just living a, their life. But I get to lean in. I got someone. Call, this is higher power. My son said to me, what are you doing tonight, Mom? I'm like, you know, I don't know yet. And not a half an hour later, my friend calls me and says, what are you doing tonight? I have an extra ticket to go see Aladdin at the El Capitan. I'm like, I would love to. And not, not, and even better, let's take the Metro. I'm like, who's that? That's so not Karen, right? This is, these are big steps for an anorexic to lean into doing these kinds of things. And not only that, we met and we had dinner out. I brought what I needed, my food, because that's what I have to do as an anorexic. I can't weigh and measure with what they give me at a restaurant, not yet. Some things I can, but here's the thing. I had such a great night. I'm out on Hollywood Boulevard with people, all walks of people, all different kinds of, and loud music and and noise. And there's a whole life out there outside of this little cozy home that I've made for myself. This place that I always say is safe, but it's also very isolating. and I get to align with the higher power one day at a time. For today, I don't know what's gotten into me. I just, if I, the scale has not shown that I've gone up. This is like how I feel like I've, thank you. This is how I feel that I've just malnourished myself, that I've gone up in calories so much, but it's not showing on the scale yet. So I just feel like I've just been starving myself and I probably have. And I share this with you because it's so hard for me. Every week now, I'm getting on the scale the last four weeks, and I'm like, please, show my efforts because it's so hard to add calories. Just like for someone going down the scale, when your sponsor says, you know what? You're going to have to let this food group go. And someone going down the scale is like, I can't. I can't do it. So an anorexic, when my sponsor says, you have to add another tablespoon of fat, I'm like, I can't do it, but I have to because I have to get bigger in my body so that I can be here bigger in life. Um, and I, I hope that makes sense for people that are going down the scale, just like we're trying to go up the scale. Um, and also don't leave before the miracle happens. My daughter who's in program, that's one of the miracles that I've done um, in, for myself is that I've shown my kids they're a product of two addicts, not just me, but their dad, who was no longer here, was also a raging addict. And so was I. And the chances are of them maybe having this is also maybe there. But what I've done is I've shown my kids that there's a solution, right? And I come to these rooms, I share with my friends, people who ask, because People outside, they see me and they're like, oh, she's so put together. Look at the way she dresses and look at this. And and, and, and I'm saying this too because I don't see myself that way. I'm only sharing what others have said to me. But nobody knows what's going on inside. What they see as rigidity and discipline is so much whirliness in my head. It keeps me away from living. So people from the outside, the normies outside of our room, they don't get what we're how hard it is and that the scale doesn't show how heavy our head is and I have less of that every day that I walk around with honesty and integrity so for the newcomers when you come in it takes so much courage to say to 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 realize and the eye-opening because I didn't know it when I walked into the rooms when I was 48 that I had this that I was doing the craziest thing with food restricting and trying so hard not to eat sugar, but I didn't really know that I had a problem with sugar. Like I came into these rooms and I started hearing other people talking about the crazy things that I was doing, whether it was students throwing out their food in the trash and then when they leave, I'm going through the trash and I'm eating it because I was dying for this kind of food. Um, You know, restricting all day and then being at the gym at nine o'clock at night making my kids wait at the gym at 9 o'clock at night for their crazy mom to work off whatever it is that I binged on two hours before. But here's recovery. The miracles came that I don't do that anymore. That crazy behavior I don't do. I haven't gone to my alcoholic foods. And for the newcomers, what are my alcoholic foods? For me, alcoholic foods are foods that I cannot eat like a lady. Foods that when I take one bite, I have to eat more of it. Last night at the El Capitan, my friend bought VIP tickets. She said to me, you know, it comes with this food, and I don't want to mention it, and that food. I'm like, I, I, great, but I don't need it. Boy, hand to mouth, that food, All I mean, most of it was done by the time the movie even started. But miracle, I don't go to that, right? That's not my story anymore. The alcoholic foods don't talk to me, but being 89 pounds does. Right? So that's why I keep coming back. That's why I have to stay honest. That's why I have to hold my head up with integrity. And this, this program for the newcomers and for all of us as we keep coming back, the more that I reach out, the more that I out my thinking, the more that I out behaviors that just don't feel good for me, I lean into recovery. Because this, we are only as dirty as our secrets, and it's so true and the more that i remind myself that i am not perfect believe me you me i don't do my meditation every day beautifully i don't read my literature every day beautifully i don't do anything beautifully except i've never left this room since i've come in and that for me has been a lifeline to living it's in my blood it's everything that i stand for this room the people in here I broke people's heart when I wasn't being honest the last six months. I really did I mean I, I it was so hard for me to finally break open that I was not being honest with my food right I just i wasn't I want to be as small as I can or I want to be as big as I can with eating the smallest amount of food right but i it's not congruent it's not when I lie about my food i i I'm a hundred pounds. Right, and that's just not that's not healthy. It's just not. The hair starts falling out. The, I, my pants are so big on me. I look like a little boy. Right, and it's just it's terrible. But that's what I do to myself when I let my own will, when Karen's will takes over, as an anorexic. Bless you. So, what does my sponsor do for me? So much if I'm willing to take direction. She said to me, you've got to start going to anorexic meetings, right? You've got to start going. So I, I, I thankfully, I didn't get picked up for summer to work again over the summer because I'm like a work bunny. I keep working and working. Financial fear, that's a big one, right? I keep working and working. But I didn't get picked up this summer. So what does that mean? My sponsor says, great, God's doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. You get to practice self-care. You need to go to anorexic bulimic meetings. You need to go with people who identify, and you can identify with what they're going through. You need to start listening to podcasts, reach out to others, and that's what I've started doing. And maybe that's why there's this psychic shift going on that we talk about in the rooms, right? This miracle of recovery. I'm not saying I stand before you feeling good about myself, the fact that I've upped my calories, but I am saying to you that I'm integrous and I'm acting in honesty and I'm so pissed at the scale that it's not showing me my hard work the last few weeks, but I know it's gonna happen. And I know that the more that I can open a little bit the narrowness of my food, the more that I could be willing to sit in community with others, the more that I could lean in to going to the El Capitan or you know, just not leading such an isolating life um, the more that I could detach from dating right now because that sends me whirly. the more that I could lean into hanging out with the true authentic people that really feel my spirit um, I will feel more recovered and I will be willing to act in integrity It's so interesting, this word exercising, right? It says here that we need to exercise, right? For me, I thought exercising would mean exercising the good choices, because when I first came into these rooms, I was bulimic with my exercise. It was crazy. It was binging and then being at the gym for three hours. It was restricting, and then I would binge on sugar, and then I would need to go to the gym for hours to work it off. And I stand here before you today, I don't do that anymore. Like, I want to walk. Someone I heard on a podcast, this was so great, I don't want to get on anything that has me running but going nowhere. I thought, that is just so brilliant, you know, because that was my story. Like, I would, you know, even today, I have to share with you, I live in a very small, I sold my house, and I bought, and I downsized, because my kids are older, and I live in a small little cozy dollhouse, like, and I love it, and I put a treadmill, into this little area that i call my harry potter closet Mm -hmm. and i'm literally like it's just enough space for me to climb under and get in and i haven't been able to get in there and i don't and maybe it's just an example of leading that small narrow life like i just been have not been able to climb in i've been wanting to walk i live in the toluca lake area i am like happy as a little bee walking around saying good morning to people living in my community going to Trader Joe's and walking there. And it's just, it's living life out loud. It's leaning in, it's um, its just living. And I, this disease, when we're in it, it just doesn't allow us to live. And I don't care if you're a 100 pounder or you're an 89 pounder. When we're in our disease, it just, we're not, for me, I'm not living. And I don't wanna live the rest of my life that way. I just don't. It's zapped so much of my memories. I've traveled and I've binged. I've traveled and stayed in beautiful hotels and ordered in food, and I've sat by the window and I'm like looking out. And that's sad to me. I, I, I really, I share that with you. I've I've lo- I've lost a lot of memories, but I could still seize them day by day. Um, and that's what this program does for me. That's what working with my sponsor does for me. She doesn't even live in this area and she's got so much, I don't wanna say power, but I want to I want to do for her the way she does for me. I want to be there for. I I have two sponsees that know that I've been struggling, and they're still with me, and I thank them. They thank me. I just got off the phone with one. Is that now ten minutes That's left? Ten minutes. Left. Okay, thanks. So, I'm so grateful that I have a sponsee who lives in Switzerland, and I just got off the phone with her this morning, and she thanks me, and I'm like, no, I thank you for sticking with me so that we can do this journey together. Um, and I don't raise my hand right now because I'm not, I'm not taking on new sponsees because I really have to make sure that I align with honesty and integrity right now. Um, and it's hard because I've been in the rooms five and a half years and I haven't broken my abstinence in terms of my alcoholic foods. But our definition of abstinence is working towards or maintaining a healthy body weight. And that's really important for me right now, for for myself to make sure that I reach a healthy body weight and that I maintain it with honesty and integrity. Um, For the newcomers, I just wanna share the tools that I use, especially the fact that I don't know what it is, but something in these rooms, if you keep coming back, there's a higher power here. We don't have to believe in God, at least I know that I have a higher power in the beginning that was these rooms, the people who just love me, who are there for me. Um, People, and I was even sharing that with someone I was walking in this morning, there are people, and I've shared this with other fellows, there are people in this room I would never be friends with out on the street, just because how often do we give strangers a chance to really get to know us, right? And people are smiling as I'm looking out because it's so true. But I have friends in this room that mean everything to me. People at this that at my school site or people that I see here, and it 's just such a miracle that this there 's a we a power of the we, so newcomers keep coming back the more meetings you go to, the more you soak up so much of the love in this room. Um, and I say that with such a smile, because that's what keeps me coming back. Because I don't want to love myself, that my disease is so talking to me all the time. Mistakes that I make at work, mistakes that I make with my kids, mistakes that I make with friends, mistakes in my behavior outside of these rooms. My voice tells me, you. it makes me small. It makes me say to myself, this is the disease voice. You just, you're just not good. But it's so not true. It's really not true. And the more that I lean into the tools of working this program and most importantly, eating my food and counting my calories and measuring, because as an anorexic, that's what I have to do. So when we read the tools of recovery, so much a part of my story, reaching out, the telephone, food plan, doing my reading, doing my writing, admitting to people my faults, because I have so many of them, but waking up each day with hope. I've heard on a podcast so long ago, the word hope, we spell it H-O-P-E, right? For me, my higher power, which is the H and the P, comes between my O and my E, which is my overeating. So today, I really wanted to carry, and I said this to myself, carry the message of hope, because oftentimes our meanings can be very, very glum, with not a lot of smiling, but I'm really smiling today on the outside. On the inside, it's a little hard, but I'm acting as if, because I feel bigger, I probably am bigger, I need to be bigger. And um, how grateful, right? Babies are born, and what is the one thing we want them to do is gain weight. Because that shows what? That they're healthy. So can I not liken that to myself as well in this recovery? So um, it, last sentence here. Don't leave before the miracle happens, the miracle of recovery from compulsive overeating. It happens, and it really does happen. So I have really hoped that I've spread the message of hope, but we have to take the action, and we have to lean into doing things that may not feel comfortable, because I know that that's what I have to do. So um, I'm really grateful to the we and um, for these rooms, and I look forward to hearing from all of you. So thanks so much for letting me share.